Welcome to The Matt Haycock Show, a podcast about business, money and life. Matt has been making money and making mistakes for over 20 years. And in this podcast, he shares his thoughts and stories so you can improve your business, finances and life whilst hopefully avoiding the mistakes he and others have made along the way. Listen in and level up. So I do spend a lot of time having some quite in-depth conversations with women about let's pivot and piggyback where your skills and expertise are now. Those are the things that people are crying out for out there. All you then need to do is to get your head around the business development and the marketing. Hey guys, it's Matt Haycox here for another Lockdown Corona podcast special. As you can see, I've been wearing my hat more and more over the last few days, so you will all have to continue to excuse me, lowering the image tone of these conversations. But today I'm here with Ali Miles Jenkins. Uh, Ali's the the, the the founder of the Boom Boss, uh, which is dedicated to showing women over 50s how they can become their own boss with a fabulous income and a lifestyle. Uh, Ali's a trainer. She graduated with a degree in uh, German and business studies. She spent uh, years in the education and marketing sector before entering learning and development industry. Uh, And up to date, she's helped nearly 55,000 people with business management and personal development all over the world. So, Ali, thanks a lot for being here. Uh, I'm looking forward to what you, uh, you know very much what you've got to say, and and also it's it's particularly interesting to me because a lot of my audience send me questions, you know, from all age brackets, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but but particularly saying, look, you know. I'm I'm over this age. Am I too old to start a business? You know, I feel I feel I'm too old to start a business, or I'm too I'm too young. People aren't going to take me seriously. So I'm sure that's something we're going to talk about as well. But uh, you know, looking forward to hearing all your other top tips. Yeah. Okay. You know, absolutely. I mean, age is no barrier. Whatever age you are, you can start a business. We've all heard, haven't we, of the extreme one end of the spectrum where, you know, kids have started businesses at 12, 14 years of age, and that's completely changed the future direction of their lives. And, you know, for me, I'm helping women specifically over 50. And in my group, I've got a group of over 6,000 women over 50 at the moment. The age range is something like kind of 49, 50. So on the cusp of 50 up to, I suppose, about 65, 66. And those women can be at any stage of their business journey. But the vast majority of them are reinventing and reinvigorating themselves because they've got to 50 and that's become a pivotal moment in their life, really. What 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 tends to kind of create a customer for you or your creative student for you? Know, is it is it normally, um, let's say, you know, a, a like a monumental life life event, you know, whether that's kids leaving home or or, or getting divorced, or, or you know, mm-hmm. I mean, are these people who've normally been in a job and and just woken up one day and thought, you know what, that's not for me. I want to go and um, I want to go and break out on my own. Yeah, I mean, it's a combination of all those, to be honest, Matt. So I, I would put people into two categories, women into two categories. One is that they've got to 50, they've maybe come out of a corporate career, they've been really successful, but as you say, maybe they get to 50 or just over, they wake up and they realise that chances are they're not going to break through that glass ceiling. So they're never going to become the CEO of the organisation that they're working for. They may get to director level, but they realise there is a ceiling and that actually it's a pivotal moment in their lives when they think, I can actually do this for myself. So 
one of the things that I really encourage anyone over 50 to think about, so not just, you know, women in my group, but generically for any of the audience listening, is that don't go with like a hobby or something you're passionate about, because rarely do those things translate into a viable product or service that's going to really get momentum and get you to where you want to be. You know, when you get to 50 or more, you've got all these skills, expertise, experience and knowledge. These are all things that people want. So I'm very much about setting up an expert based business. So using skills, experience, expertise and knowledge that people out there are crying out for. So on the one hand, we've got the women going back to your question who have come from like that corporate side of things. And maybe they've got a good pension. They've got um, quite a, a good supporting income. They've got, you know, a viable household that's working well. So they've got some money to be able to take that leap of faith. And then, of course, we've got women, as you say, on the other end of the spectrum, who've maybe, for whatever reason, their career has stalled. Um, they haven't found their thing for all those years they've been going to work. Maybe they have got divorced. Perhaps they've become ill, which obviously increases as, as we get older. And so they find themselves in a little bit more of a, a risky situation, but they decide the only way out of it, again, is to take that leap of faith. Tell me as well. Obviously, you know we we talk about the fact that um, you know, that you you help people in the expert space. Um, yeah. How 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 often do you actually have to really drag out of people that they have these skill sets that um, that they don't even realise they've had mm -hmm. that they've got, and and that you know despite the fact that they may think that they only know you know this much about something, that's mm -hmm. still a thousand percent more than many many other people could be their customer. Yeah, again, that's a fabulous thing to think about. You're so right, Matt, because obviously when anyone gets to 50, they've got five decades plus of the most amazing experiences. What I tend to find is initially a barrier, um, and anyone listening, you know, I, I really encourage them to think about this and not do that, is to kind of think, well, I've been doing X, I'm now a bit bored with it, let's go completely left of field and do something else. And it's first of all, pivoting them back to think, no, you've got to go, it's what I call my seek model, skills, experience, expertise, and knowledge. When you start a business, obviously, if you haven't run one before, it's a huge unknown. So many different things that you've got to get your head around. And the last thing you want to do is to go back to maybe a hobby that you enjoyed when you were 22. <laughs> you haven't done much with it since. You've got to kind of refresh and reinvigorate on the thing. And you've got your head, got to get your head around the marketing, the business development as well. So I do spend a lot of time having some quite in-depth conversations with women about let's pivot and piggyback where your skills and expertise are now. Those are the things that people are crying out for out there. All you then need to do is to get round your head around the business development and the marketing. And on what um, what kind of pieces of advice do you, do you do you give people when they're actually first first starting in business? Like so, so for example, you know, often when I talk to people who are who are who are trying to start, when we say let's call it expert based you know, yeah. to, to, to keep it in line with what we're talking. But mm. I mean, I've had people jumping on my Instagram lives over the last couple of days saying that they like to like to start a car valeting business, for example. Mm -hmm. and, you know, it, it, it's still it, it's experty in their space, if you like. But one one of yes. the things I always talk to them about is the fact that I think anyone starting a, a new business, a skill set based business, completely overcomplicates the whole process. And yeah. I would I would say 
there's probably very few businesses where you don't already have your first 10 customers in your telephone already. Yes. You know, whether, and I say your telephone, whether that's on your Facebook friend or your Twitter follower or, mm -hmm. or in, in your WhatsApp. But, you know, like for this car washer, he knows plenty of people who need their car washing or yeah. the, the friend of a friend who needs their car washing. And I think, you know, mm -hmm. within reason, you can apply that logic to pretty much everything. And people yeah. really overcomplicate how, how hard it is to actually get going once you've got the confidence. Yes, I think that's absolutely right. And I think the other thing they do is they start to invest in things that in the initial stages they really don't need. So they'll spend a fortune on a website without clarity on their proposition. So they need to work out whether it's the car wash or whether it's the, the lawyer. It doesn't really matter, you know, which end of the spectrum you look at. Basically, they've got to work out, first of all, and this is what I think one of the most important things, and it sounds super easy, but it really isn't, um, is you've got to work out your ideal avatar. So so who's most likely to come to your car wash? What are their needs? Um, and it's the same, you know, if, if you're trying to piggyback off your legal skills or anything else, um, you know, what? who is your ideal customer or client? And really drill down. When I worked mine out, because initially with this business, I was aiming at men and women when I was first doing the research. I probably spent two or three months on and off thinking about it while I was doing other things. Who will be my ideal clients? And then you write almost like a storyboard about them. And you do that before you go off and think about websites and business cards and all the things, expensive branding, all the things you really don't need in those early days. And then once you've thought about your ideal client or customer, You've also got to think about what kind of niche am I going to be in? So where will those people be? So it's ideal customer and niche. And those are the two things. And the other thing I would say, um, which means that they can get a business off the ground in a relatively low key, low risk and cost effective way um, initially is just to test it. Don't, as I say, spend lots of money on things you don't need because you haven't actually yet tested your base. So you build your base, get the fundamentals out there, clarity on what you're doing, for whom, etc., and how, and then you test it. Run almost like, you know, if in manufacturing, you'd say it's a prototype. Let's put something together, see if it works. It's exactly the same principle when you're setting up an expert-based business. And then you can refine. And it's, I always say to women, imagine you're back at school in the chemistry lab and you're putting a few ingredients together and you're seeing what works and what doesn't. That's what we do with starting a business. And how, how have you found things during the COVID situation? Have you found there's been there's been more people look, looking to start businesses now because, because because they've either lost their lost their existing jobs and need another income, or or just because they've been at home, you know, realizing they've twiddled their thumbs too long and it's it's time it's time to make things productive. Yes, I think for me and the women that I'm connecting with and the audience that I'm sort of engaging with at the moment, it's those who have had a, had a reasonable job and they're really, really worried now that things are going to change. I think organisations generally and businesses, the bigger ones, are going to be shifting to remote working. Remote working has been working reasonably well for many, many different organisations. So I think that's something and some people may want to do that. So they're thinking, well, if I'm going to be working from home anyway, why continue to work for these guys when I can set something up myself? Or they're just really, really worried that they won't have a job to go back to because everything's going to be kind of pruned down, slimlined, and uh, they're starting to think in that way, what, what can I do? So we've certainly seen an increase in the interest.
I think it's very important as well for you know, for, for people to un understand that you know I'm sure most of the skill skill set you teach, if not all of it, uh, and and the individual skill in general is is going to be universally applicable you know, to, to to everything they do in life, and and not to have to think of having a wholesale change here. But you know, if you realize you've got a, a monetizable skill and you learn the basics of sales and marketing and business development, you know these are going to help you in any area in life, whether that is to have a wholesale career change or, mm -hmm. or just to be able to top, top up your income you know, with an extra few hundred quid a month if it's something that you enjoy. Yeah, exactly. So in that sense, you can have that kind of additional income stream whilst, I mean, my, my younger daughter, for example, at the moment, she's got a corporate job in the city, but she's also got her own little side hustle. And obviously she's grown up with me. So she's learned things along the way and she's quite satisfactorily, you know, combining those two things. I think something to stress is, is, it comes down to really your your willpower. Do you actually really want to do it? So are you motivated to do it? And are you willing to put in the effort? Um, because running a business, it, it, it isn't every day, you know, a great day. You've got to put in the effort. You've got to ride the peaks and troughs and be quite tenacious. Um, the other thing I would say is the one thing more than anything else you should invest in more than learning about digital or tech or branding or business cards or, you know, glossy websites that you don't need. The one thing you need to invest in more than anything else is your own self-development because the stuff that you learn now, you will keep with you forever. You can pass on to your kids, friends, family. So when people are looking to start a business, I always say invest in learning the stuff that you need. I mean, I've been in business since 1990 and I've seen, you know, the most fundamental changes. I survived two recessions and here we are potentially going into the third. And on each of those times when I've had to really um, knuckle down, where I've spent the money is learning about how to do stuff myself. Well, it was something something that I always get asked as a question, really, you know, is is what what do I um, contribute, you know, to, to my success, or or often what why why do I feel confident in in times of risk or or, or, or times yeah. of potential upheaval? And and my answer is always based around the fact that I think that if you have a positive mindset and a monetizable skill set, then yeah. then then you never need to fear about anything, and you no. know and. And again, we all have you know answers of relativity to that. So you know, m maybe my skill set is 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 deal making and finance raising. You know, which which may earn me this much. You know, this, this mm. can't, can't see where the camera is. <laughs> this level of income and somebody else's skill set maybe maybe being a gardener. But you know, but yeah. but 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 it's it's this level or being a manicurist or or, or, mm -hmm. or whatever it is. But as long yeah. as you've got a skill set that yeah. you know that the, the other people will want to pay for and 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 you've got some ability to sell and mm -hmm. you know and the ability to put a smile on your face then you, then you are going to survive every recession no that's absolutely true totally agree with you matt and, and tell me, how do you work with your clients then for, for, for people listening to this? I mean, is, is it uh, almost like 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 an like an ongoing program of support? Is it getting them getting them set up? You know, if people want to come and work with you, um, how does it work? Well, we've got we've got women at all different um, ends of the success path, really, and everything in between. So we've got women starting off. So uh, we have startup programs for them, coaching, mentoring, and so on. And at the other extreme, we've got women who are already turning over, you know, several hundred thousand, and then people in between. I think one of the goals that a lot of the women have is to reach six figures. I think, you know, in our world, it's everyone talks about having a six-figure business. And so along, I've developed a success path from kind of naught. <laughs> you haven't even got an idea yet, but you know you want to do something. 
up to you're turning over that six figures and you want to go beyond. And so we've got programs, we've got private membership, online mentoring, coaching, obviously, at the moment, online training. And also, I found for the women over 50, they do love getting together with women just like them. So they like coming to events. So under normal scenarios, we run a lot of events throughout the UK um, every year. And that that forms a, a community basis to it as well, which is fantastic. Well, I was about to say that that yeah, you know, that community aspect of, of having people who who are in the same shoes as you to you know to to share pro share problems, share solutions with is, is completely yeah. invaluable. Absolutely, because everyone struggles on their own at times with things, and it's really nice just to connect. And people, you know, are so generous with their help and support. So, you know, we have got a fabulous community. Uh, it's online, but as I say, we run events as well, and people connect. And it's great when they then actually meet each other. Well, how can people find out about you, Ali? I'm sure there's plenty of people listen, listening to this who who who, who want to come and uh, you know absorb more of your advice and maybe even take you on as a customer or, or vice okay. versa. So, uh, yeah. where can we find you? Okay, so they can head on over to my website, which is www.theboomboss.com, or they can go onto Facebook and search for Boom Boss Expert Women in Business, which is our big online community. That's where our sort of 6,000 women congregate. So uh, they then have to answer three questions just to show me that they're serious about wanting to be um, part of this community and they want to start or grow a business. They answer three questions and then they're in and then they get access to the community. And I'm in there often with sort of free tips and advice and lives and so on. And that's really then the start of their journey. As I say, whether they haven't got an idea yet or they've already got quite a successful business, but they'd like to learn more. Fantastic, well, listen, I'm sure I'm sure there's going to be many people looking looking you up after this, Ali. It's uh, been great been great to talk to you and some I guess some, you know, real simple, practical, pragmatic advice that you know that, that, that makes all the difference in in this time. It's been really nice coming on your show, Matt. Thank Thanks, you, Thanks, Ali. Take care. Take care. Thanks. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to The Matt Haycock Show. For more Matt, check out his YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash Matt Haycox. Or go stalk him on Instagram and Twitter, The Matt Haycox. And we'll see you soon.